Throw in a dash of learning revolution and even accounting can seem innovative and exciting. Find out how in episode 19 of the Learning Revolution podcast. Hello, hello, this is Jeff Cobb back with another episode of Learning Revolution, where we're all about helping you to grow an audience, build a thriving education and training business, and change the world. I am truly excited about this episode for a couple of reasons. Number one is that it's the first episode that is a direct result of an earlier episode. Back in episode 16, I interviewed Paul Johnson about the Pathrite course authoring platform. Paul turned me on to today's guest, and as soon as I checked out what this person was doing on the web, I knew I had to get him on the show. The guest is Jason Blummer, and he is the other reason that I am super excited about this episode. Jason is an accountant and runs a CPA firm that bears his name, but as we'll discuss in the interview, that only scratches the surface. Since 2010, he has also been running a membership learning site called Thrival, and he's introduced a series of pretty high-end coaching courses using the Pathrite platform. In fact, coaching, which Jason does virtually, has turned out to be a real driver for the business. To top all of that off, he's also an active podcaster himself. So from my perspective, Jason Blummer is, like so many of the people that I interview here on the show, a true practicing learning revolutionary. But don't take my word for it. Let's move on to the interview and hear from the man himself. Well, I am very excited today to be joined by Jason Blummer, who is the owner and namesake of Blummer CPAs. He's also the co-host of the Businessology Show and founder of Thrival Network, and I think probably a dozen other things that I may not even know about yet. So first of all, Jason, uh, uh, welcome. Well, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on your podcast, man. And I'm pretty pumped to be here. Thanks so much. Well, I'm really thrilled about the conversation. We got introduced by Paul Johnson of Pathrite, who I actually interviewed uh, a few episodes ago. And he told me, you know, that you were up to some interesting things. So I, I went to, to look at your site and immediately thought, wow, th- this is not your usual accounting type stuff. And, and, I, and I think you are officially the first firm I've ever come across that uses the word fat with a PhD on its site. So maybe you can give us a rundown of, of, of what you're up to with the firm and, and then with you know, the, everything else you're doing, the Thrival Network, the, the podcasting. Just, just give us the, you know, the, the ABCs of, of Jason Blummer here. Yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try not to bore everybody. But basically, my dad started our firm in 97. So we've always been really a traditional firm. And I came from a larger firm to work with him about 10 years ago and started managing the firm. And through that time, got got really interested in innovating new products and services, even inside of a firm, acting more like an entrepreneur, a business owner, uh, really not leaning as much towards the technical side of what we do, though we still have to do that. And through that, got interested in cloud technology and then into, you know, changing our business model and then niching our firm. So, um, so that we made goals to move all of our products online Um, And that is the products we use as a firm. So we use about 30 different cloud products to run our firm, serve our clients. In July of last year, of 2012, we decided to go virtual. And it was really, uh, it's just all part of an experiment to see uh, if we can run a firm as an entrepreneur in a totally new way, um, really build a brand, 
you know, have premium pricing for our services. And through doing that in my own firm and the struggles that that brought, because none of that was was hard, you know, messed up a lot of stuff, um, started finding other creative type entrepreneurial CPAs online, mainly on Twitter and things like that. And that was some years ago. Um, and through that thought, hey, we need we need a place, an online platform for us to be together uh, because we all have these crazy ideas. And so I started the Thrival CPA Network in November 2010. And that's just kind of grown and morphed into the Thrival.com site that we have now. So those are those are really kind of unrelated companies, but certainly related in uh, in what we do. And then we just you know, we do education and coaching in really both both sides, the firm for our creative clients and the Thrival Network for the CPAs that we serve there. Is that a good rundown? That, that sounds like a good rundown. I, I imagine you must have had some people who you had to sort of bring kicking and screaming into this. Uh, I mean, how, how, did, how did you get this all to, to come together? Yeah, well, um, we, f- we figured out some of that the hard way where uh, we did have a client base that was, you know, initially started out being my dad's client base. And as I came on, uh, then, of course, they kind of transitioned more to my clients because I went out and got the new ones. And, you know, we identified early on if we want to make some major changes to our business model and do things like go virtual and uh, things like that, we're going to have to serve a very specific type of client. Mm. And we knew there were going to be a lot of clients that wouldn't go with us. So when we went virtual, we were making some changes and kind of warning the clients. It took about three years to kind of warn them and keep warning them and telling them we're going virtual. Uh, we actually went virtual a, a year earlier than we had originally planned. And at that point, we really just sold about 30% of the client base um, to another traditional firm because we knew they weren't going to be able to work. And, you know, through the process, we uh, we upset some people. And, you know, I, I learned that w- when you're changing your business model, you're really trying to innovate. It's not everybody's excited about that you, as you are in your team. So, uh, so we had to specifically do it for a very narrow niche, ones that we knew uh, could work this way. And so you mentioned earlier, and we were talking about this before we actually hit the record button, that you know this is uh, to a large extent about building a brand. Um, I mean, talk to me about the, the the thought process there and the the concrete steps you've taken to to really define this brand and to, you know to make it the kind of thing where, as you said, you know people are willing to to pay a premium, uh, which is uh, you know unusual, I think, in particularly the, a traditional you know uh, bill by the hour type uh, profession. Um, yeah. What is what has that brand building process been like? Yeah, um, so that's been a, that's been a journey of messing stuff up and, and trying new things. So um, I think on, on the journey of building a brand, you got to be willing to just mess stuff up because you got to just experiment and try new things. But you know, with me, I've always been a creative type. I've been in bands and done art and things like that. So a lot of people they accuse me of not being really a CPA in the first place. So <laughs> I just, I leaned towards the creative industries. And when we started serving some of them, I really just enjoyed the way they thought. Um, you know, they're, they're a lot younger. They adopt technology in a huge way, things that I love. So really we started pursuing the brand with people that I enjoy serving. So that was the main thing. And really, you know, even, clothing. I used to have to wear suits and ties. And when I came into my own firm, I'm like, you know, I, I don't think I have to do that. And and I was told 
you you can't serve people in this profession virtually. You know, you you got to shake hands and you got to wear a starch white shirt. And and I don't think that's bad for people, but I, that's not who I am. So I tried it the other way, and I couldn't believe it, but it it worked. Um, where people again, a certain niche, a certain specific group of people, when they would find us, they would be like, "Hey, we've been looking for your firm." For years, you know, we can't believe we found you. So now to enhance our brand, um, we specifically, again, do not serve anybody else but the creative industries. We go to creative, um, you know, uh, conferences. I speak at creative conferences. And so I'm sitting in an audience with web developers and designers and things like that. And they say, hey, what do you what kind of code do you write? And I'm like, I'm an accountant. And <laughs> and so it's like shooting fish in a barrel, honestly. There's like <laughs> there are no other accountants at the conference. So they're like, um, well, hey, would you help us? <laughs> so it's kind of easy. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I mean, it's amazing what people will tell you can't be done, but then it turns out that, that it can be done. Um and, and along those lines too, I mean, you know, the the world that I spend so much of my time in is uh is membership organizations and and I do a lot in the world of um, CPE, uh, you know, continuing yep. professional education for accountants. And you know, the 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 view out there right now is that membership as a concept is uh, well, kind of kind of on the out. You can't get people to pay for it anymore. And then you know, CPE has essentially become a commodity. There's a lot of you know price competition that goes yep. on in the CPE market now. You've got a great membership site going. Um, you're selling uh, educational experiences at a, a price tag that I think you know many of my association clients would certainly envy. <laughs> how, how are you? How are you making that work? You're not supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, just so everybody knows, so Jeff's talking about a, um, a coaching course. It's a 12 series coaching course we sell online. Uh, you can do it live with me, and we'll do that up to eight people. And, you know, that's it's typically over six months. And um, I don't know, that's like four grand or something like that. I forgot. But you can do a self-study version, too, uh, like twelve fifty. Um, and the, here's the here's the thing. We don't offer CPE for it, which is very interesting. Mm. Um, so that's even more astounding is that the, the CPAs that take it have nothing to gain except new learning and new business what ideas. A, what a concept. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, who, who would have thought that would have ever worked? So um, definitely in our profession, you know this. I don't know if all your listeners do, but CPE is something we have to take. We have to take 40 hours a year. And so that's created a business model for a lot of people. And they kind of sell you know, pretty crappy courses, honestly, that we have to take, we have mm-hmm. to put up with. And it's just part of our life. Um, so when they, they come to a course that can teach them about pricing, about, you know, strategic client selection and things like that and business model innovation. And, you know, they're they're intrigued about how they can grow their own firm. And, you know, it's not a huge market, but those people are out there. So I think when you sell things like that, you got to remember you're probably going to shrink your market very, very tightly. But when you do that, you're selling to believers. You know, that's the thing. You're not selling to a mass market. You're selling to people who are who are wildly crazy about what you do. I think you'd use the term before that you're kind of creating a tribe there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't, you know, I can't say I tried to do that um, purposely. <laughs> I wish I could say, yeah, I read, you know, Seth Godin's book and, 
and then went and built a tribe, but I didn't. It was really an accident. I would, I actually felt alone when I was running my firm. I had a lot of ideas, and, and I was really told by a lot of traditional people uh, in my local city that, you know, you can't really do things that way. So I kind of felt alone and um, didn't know if I could do these things or not. But when I found people online that believed the things I believed— then I wanted to be together, and I thought maybe they would want to be together too. So we created a membership organization that really, it was actually free for a while, um, but they started wanting more. They wanted more services, and we said, okay, but we got to attach a price tag to the membership if that's what you want, and they were they were all for it. And again, it narrowed the, the people. You know, we had a lot more in there when it was free, obviously. Uh, it shrunk to about half when uh, people started paying, but uh, the people that stayed are the people that are really changing their firms, changing the lives of their clients, and you know, making more money while they do it. That, that's interesting that you you lost that many, but uh, like you said, the ones who stuck around are are, are still passionate. Um, now, and and you don't have to give uh, you know any specific numbers around this, obviously, but uh, I mean, in, in terms of your revenue model, I mean, you've got the firm, uh, you, you do your 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 CPA uh, type work, you've got this uh, membership uh, organization that you've built up, you're offering these coaching courses. I mean, how does that break out in terms of a revenue mix? I mean, is there much money to be made in, in the membership and, and, and the, the, the coaching and, and, and teaching side of it? Um, yeah, you know, so I guess in the two different firms, there's, you know, a couple different revenue streams. So in our CPA firm, uh, I do a lot of business coaching. Uh, that's mainly, that's my main role for our clients is I'll coach them through their businesses. And then we do other technical things like tax, accounting, payroll. And of course, um, the coaching side is the most profitable on that side. Hmm. And, you know, cause I'm, you're selling knowledge and people will pay for knowledge. Um, so they'll pay less, you know, obviously for tax and even, you know, less for accounting and even less for payroll. So it just d- depends on what you're selling. So I try to really, um, emphasize, uh, you know, the most profitable lines of revenue. And then the same thing really in the membership organization, um, you know, you can make decent money if you have a lot of members that are paying this monthly membership fee. Um, you won't get rich, um, you know, but you'll make more when you sell the coaching um, because that's, you know, it, I, I don't know, I guess uh, education and learning comes with a promise of change, you know, so you're really in the process of helping people change. And if, right. you know, if you can be part of somebody changing, uh, which is a hard calling, you know, to put on somebody, but if you can be a part of that, you can charge a lot of money for it. And, you know, your marketplace will tell you if they, if you can't charge that much, cause they'll, they'll say no. Um, you know, so, so you may, again, the coaching and the coaching courses, those make a lot more than the membership fees and the accounting tax and payroll fees. So it kind of kind of just depends on what you're selling. Yeah, yeah, and so and not to get you know too into the weeds around the the, the technology and the mechanics of it, but uh, I mean you're delivering uh, uh, most of this, if, if not all of it, uh, virtually. Um, you know, using tools on the web. Uh, I mean, in terms of you know the the, the courses you put together uh, that you're selling, you've, you've got a, a live version and an on demand version. Can you can you tell us a little bit about what you use to do that and what the learning curve was like and you know kind of how you put it all together? Yeah, so we have a lot of different you know learning tools. A lot of them are pretty common that a lot of people use, but we use Pathrite, uh, which is a, a specific education platform, um, and it's it's built to have a 
a reading, you know, there's a, there's a reading section, um, and then you can have some question sections and all the members that are taking the class together. Uh, it's like a social type learning. They're all commenting on each other's answers and things like that. And in the self-study version, still on the Pathrite uh, platform, you can embed videos. I recorded 24 videos mm. uh, for the social, for the self-study part of it. So that, so that's kind of how we do the learning on that side. And actually on both sides, we use GoToMeeting and GoToWebinar a great deal. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, those are pretty common platforms. And so a lot of times what we'll do to do education in the firm, the CPA firm, is we'll do a go-to meeting with a group of people uh, and we'll use, uh, we'll do a presentation on a tool called Prezi. No, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Prezi.com, and it's just uh, it's just a beautiful, creative-type um, presentation tool. You have to be a little more creative to use it, but it, it can actually take the place of um, PowerPoint. And it just it moves around on a, on a cool canvas uh, in a really neat way. So that we built some education in the CPA firm, too, uh, that if, like, you know, we transition somebody to an S-corporation from a sole proprietorship, we'll require them to go through a class you know, to help teach them on that side. And we'll use Prezi and present it over GoToMeeting is, is mainly. Now, on the one thing I didn't mention on the Thrival side where we use uh, Pathrite, we do put the writing. So I'll write some sessions and we put them in Scribd.com. Uh-huh. And so that it'll hold our, our writing content and then we'll, we'll use that to embed that information into the Pathrite course. And Paul, that Pathrite kind of taught us how to do that. Uh, that's nice. That's a nice tool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot, we use a lot, a lot, a lot of different tools. Well, great. Well, you know, I mean, as you're, as you're thinking about where you take all of this, uh, I mean, you, you've been at it really for a pretty remarkably uh, long time already. If you, yeah. if you started the network up in, in 2010, mm-hmm. I mean, as you're looking towards the future and what the potential is for, you know, doing more of this, getting better at it, uh, what, what are you most excited about? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I think our profession, uh, the professional accounting profession, is is changing a lot. It is becoming very tech focused, and there's there's still a lot of innovations that are yet to be created. So, for example, it was really hard for us to go virtual uh, because if you run a traditional firm, and I told I told I tell you you have to go virtual, you, you're gonna it's gonna be hard for you to do because you got to figure out where to put your server. You know, and there's a lot of stuff on that server, practice mm-hmm. management software, tax software, payroll software. And they don't necessarily build a lot of that for the web, for the cloud yet. And so, you, so the, the, but there are some. So you have to really search around and find, find different programs. So when, when you move online 100%, what you're going to find is it, it, there, the technology has changed a lot, but it's not there yet. And that a lot of it's not integrated and so a tax program um, <clears throat> won't necessarily talk to a payroll program, which won't necessarily talk to your project management or CRM program. So you're still having to manually populate these four different programs where if you had had that on your server, you know, they build suites of software to let all that talk on your server. And so integration is still a little uh, you know, is still wanting when you're on the cloud, especially when you're running very technical programs like tax and payroll. So, um, so I see that changing one day. I see people building platforms, actually building platforms that are 
they're not necessarily centered around tax or accounting, but it's a it's a platform, but a portal between the customer and the firm where mm. it really is centered more on client experience, customer touches. And on the side, it'll port in some tax and invoice type numbers and maybe some CRM to-dos and things like that. But it's really going to be centered. That integration platform hopefully will be centered around more, you know, client experience stuff. So because uh, so that's going to be the next level uh, where we can really uh, change the lives of those we serve. Charge a premium is really to give them an experience as they as they come into our firm, hopefully. Well, that'd be an exciting place to get to. Yeah. Well, Jason, thanks so much for taking some time to talk today. Uh, before we sign off, what is the best way for, for folks to find you? Yeah, well, um, you could call our phone numbers, but we probably won't answer. <laughs> I saw that on your website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we even tell people, you can call us, but we won't answer the phone. And, you know, to a lot of people, they'll probably be like, what kind of firm are you? Well, our clients don't call people, so they, they love it. Um, so probably the best way is on Twitter. If you hit me at Jason M. Blummer, um, you can get me a lot there. Um, that's that's one main way. Or you can email me at or, or email our firm at info at blummercpas.com or info at thrival.com and thrival spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-A-L.com. Well, fantastic. Well, Jason, thanks so much for taking the time to talk today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jeff, for the opportunity, man. That's a wrap for my interview with Jason Blummer, but I hope it's just the beginning of you checking out what he's up to. Definitely check out the show notes for this episode. You can find them at learningrevolution.net forward slash episode 19. And in them, I'll include links to Jason's firm, Blummer CPAs, as well as to the Thrival Network, Jason's coaching courses, and the Businessology podcast. And I'm sure I'll also figure out some other resources to throw in there as well. So definitely check that out. As always, if you are finding the Learning Revolution podcast to be valuable, I'd be grateful if you would tell others about it and also consider giving it a quick rating or review over on iTunes. To do that, just go to learningrevolution.net forward slash iTunes and then click on view in iTunes, the button over to your left when you get to that page, and that'll take you to where you can do ratings and reviews. I'd also love to hear from you if you have questions or topics you would like to hear covered on the show, or if you've got a story of your own to share about your efforts as a learning revolutionary, you can contact me at learningrevolution.net forward slash contact, or use the voicemail feature on the Learning Revolution site. You'll see that over to your right when you land on any page there, and you can just use the microphone built right into your computer to leave me a quick voicemail, and I might use that in a future episode of the podcast. So that's it for episode 19. Thank you for joining me. This is Jeff Cobb signing off from the revolution. (laughs) 